Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. conversation. Today we are joined by my friend Kristen Silberstein and Kristen and I've known each other now for many years. <laughs> we um, first job out of college. Um, Kristen also went to IU, Gianti, yes. Alessandra. Yes. Um, <laughs> you should know, what do we say, Alessandra, go? Uh <laughs> We've been through that. We have. This is like the third time. Go Hoosiers. I completely forgot about that. Go Hoosiers. I'm going to have a shirt sent to Sweden for you so that you can can become more familiar with this. I think there's an honorary degree for Alessandra at some point for all the time she's heard me talk about how... Everybody I know went to IU, basically, <laughs> and everybody yeah, we've had yes. on this podcast <laughs> either has an IU or a Bloomington connection, it seems. But anyway, um, so we both had our first jobs out of college together. I think I, mm-hmm. I maybe was a year out before. Yeah, maybe a year older. Yeah. 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 I wasn't going to say older, Kristen. Oh, sorry. Gonna, sorry. Yeah. First. The first <laughs> first one to graduate. What, one year more experienced, I think, was how I was going to say it. Um, and so we were both computer people yeah. working yeah. in the back end of the computer systems back, back in the day. And um, both graduated from the Kelly School of Business at IU, which I was yeah. thinking this morning, it's funny because... We called it the B school, you yep. know, the business school. And I have actual B school in a couple of weeks because I'm learning how to take oh. care of bees. <laughs> and I was right. like, why does the B school sound so familiar? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, we sound good. Different bees. Exactly. I'm like, the real deal now. So, anyway, um, so we were friends and colleagues and, um, and then uh, it's been a while since I worked there, but you're you're still there, in in a different capacity now. Yeah, um, yeah, and so, sort of, but yes, yes. Well, true. you're on a <laughs> employed <license>. exactly. <laughs> um, and so you have gone on a a really incredible journey the last few years, um, which is why you're here. So you are in your second battle with breast cancer mm-hmm. yep. and um you have just finished chemo for the second yep. round and the reason that I thought it'd be great to have you on is because the journey that you have been on has led you to um combining traditional western medicine with a more alternative and holistic approach. And I know that when you and I have talked about this, it's been kind of difficult for you, or it was kind of difficult for you to find information about what was available and what kind of combinations work well together. 
And so I just wanted to have you on so that we can talk through like, what have you learned and what were the right approaches for you? And I know all of this is very individual, but it's been really Um, beautiful how you've been able to combine both the best of both and the results that you've had from that. So why don't we take a step back from all of that to start with and just talk about the first um, the first time that everything yep. happened and yep so uh, this was back in 2015 and <clears throat> so I was 36 at the time we had a one and a three-year-old we had just moved to a new house so you know that's stressful mm-hmm. and uh, and I find this lump that I assume um, I actually just stopped breastfeeding like a couple weeks earlier. And so um, I immediately assumed it was something related to that. And um, so I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. Obviously, I was young. Um, but, you know, as we've already mentioned, obviously, I end up getting bad news there. Uh, and it obviously turns my life upside down as um, it would for anyone. And, you know, I immediately, you know, you immediately get thrown into the healthcare system where you're seeing doctor after doctor. And and with your yeah. particular situation, there ended up being, it was in both breasts yeah. and it was two different kinds and it wasn't genetic. Is this oh, right? right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Um, so obviously being under 40 is, is, very uncommon. And then um, it's actually only 4% of people are diagnosed in both breasts. Um, So take those, both of those statistics in combination is obviously extremely rare. Um, So one, on one side, it was more advanced. Uh, The the other side was considered stage zero, which means that it was, um, there was cancer throughout the breast, but it hadn't actually left the ducts yet, it was still uh, still contained. Um, the other side had already um, spread outside the ducts. And then later I learned it had already spread to um, at least one of my lymph nodes as well. So um, obviously that side was more concerning. Um, but yeah, so very unusual diagnosis. Um, they immediately ran genetic testing uh, for obvious reasons, which came all back negative. So, um, which I learned later too, that actually people diagnosed with cancer immediately, people tend to think, oh, it must be genetic, especially with young people. Uh, but it's actually only, I think about 15% of people, um, have a gene that are diagnosed. Mm. So it's actually not common for people to have a gene. Uh, now that's not to say that there aren't genes that are later found out. You know, so from my first diagnosis in 15, um, I think they ran about 26 genes to my diagnosis in 2019, they ran about 50 genes. So you obviously, um, we're only learning more as time goes on, but, um, still all, all genetics came back negative. Um, but what I immediately found was, you know, you, you want answers in terms of well, why did this happen, right? What can I do about it? 
and you feel like you've lost all sense of control. And I think you're, my, at least my immediate instinct was I need to gain some type of control back in my life. Um, and so I need to better understand cancer, what causes cancer, what can I do about it? And, um, so I immediately started researching. Um, I felt like I wasn't getting any answers from traditional doctors. Um, you know, the answers were all just geared towards the, the medications or, you know, surgeries or things that I need to do from a Western perspective, but, um, nothing that really made me better understand why this was happening. And so, and I kept, you know, people would challenge me to say, well, you're never going to know. And that's true. I'm never, there's never going to be, oh, this is why, you know, but, um, but I felt like it was kind of, you know, the definition of insanity. If I just continue doing what I'm doing, then, you know, what is that going to, how's that going to help me? Yeah. So, um, so what I learned was that, you know, cancer fundamentally, there's a lot of different causes, but essentially, you know, stress, um, the food we eat, you know, exercise, um, obviously genetics can also play a role. Um, uh, and toxins, you know, chemicals we're exposed to, those kind of things. So those were my areas of focus. Um, and each of those, I kind of dug deeper into that and reflected on what that meant for me. Um, because otherwise you would have, I, you know, I would have said, oh, I eat well, I exercise, um, you know, I'm doing all the right things. Um, but obviously not, <laughs> obviously something was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so like I said, with each of those things, I just took time to kind of reflect, you know, with food, I said, um, okay, well, I've been eating, you know, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat, um, a lot of sweets. I don't eat, you know, every, but everything was, I don't eat. Um, instead of what I do eat. Okay. And it was an interesting, you know, that was an interesting, um, conclusion that I came to for myself of, okay, but do I eat enough fruits and vegetables? Do I eat enough of this? Do I, you know, and I started Mm. researching plant-based, you know, and so I was like, okay, maybe I should be eating less meat. Okay. Maybe I should eat less dairy. Um, all these, all these things, you know, the value of nuts and seeds and, you know, whole grains and all the things it was, um, I had to look at it more holistically and not just, okay, I don't, I don't eat fast food. So why, why am I having cancer? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, so, so that was, that was food. And then, you know, um, let's say, um, stress, (laughs) stress is a big one. Right. And Mm -hmm. that's part of, of, uh, of Wait, how with, we, with these yeah. two little kids, I can't, I can't imagine <laughs> yeah, that's right. jobs. I don't know. seems like well, you had it's it pretty actually, easy. <laughs> that's, it's actually funny because that you say that, because I've thought about that so many times. So I'm thinking, oh, I wasn't that stressed. And then I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Sometimes it's like you're so immersed in this world where you see it reflected everywhere and you're like, but this is what everybody is doing. And so, yes, you know, it's like, it is exactly the rationalization that I had is everybody else. You know, I look around and I'm like, other people have children, other people go to work and they don't have cancer. Um, and why, you know, it's just a normal amount of stress. <laughs> um, yep. But I think and, it, yeah, both with food and with lifestyle, it isn't until we get the contrast that we know, like you said, well, I eat well, but then I've seen with my own diet, you know, when it changes like, oh, okay, well, you know, there are levels of eating healthy and it's only when you stop and reflect that you can kind of see that, oh, I was actually very stressed. I wasn't really in a good state of mind at all. But when you're in that, you're kind of in the survival mode and you just keep on spinning in the wheel until you that stop. Is, yes, that's you... exactly how I felt. That's exactly how I felt. It's not, t- it, you actually stop and reflect and say, you know, things are kind of crazy. You know, every day was just like, okay, we got through today. Okay, what's tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, I realized, uh, you know, I, I wasn't taking any time for myself. I mean, and I know other, um, moms or parents can, can relate to that. Uh, but, you know, actually doing things for me or doing things that I enjoyed, you know, I felt like every minute that I wasn't working, I should be spending with my kids. Um, and you know, it was, that was, um, but that's stressful and that's Mm. not taking time for yourself to actually, um, you know, decompress. Mm Uh, so, so I did definitely, um, stress was definitely one of those that I thought, okay, this is an area I can really focus on and Mm -hmm. improve on. Um, you know, obviously the other, like the toxins and chemicals, I definitely did a lot of more research on that. You know, I learned all about environmental working group, if you guys are familiar with that, but we're evaluates all sorts of products. Um, it's ewg.org. Uh, and you can type in cleaning products or, you know, um, lotion, anything, anything that you put on your body or you're exposed to, you can type in there and it tells you the chemicals that you're being exposed to your level of risk with cancer and everything. So we did a whole clean out of the, of the house on all that. Um, so each, each piece, you know, I, I evaluated and is actually, so, you know, Kara and I were connected on social media. And when I was going through all this and I was reading about her journey with meditation and picking up, you know, and I thought, that's something that I need to look into, but it always kept falling to the bottom of my list, you know, and it, and it it was like, okay, yeah, I need to be doing that. I need to be refocusing. I need to be you know, having more calm in my life. Um, and instead it became, but I also need to research X, Y, Z, you know, um, or, you know, let me plan this vacation because that will help my stress level, but then yeah. I'm just adding more to my to-do list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, we think we can solve the to-do with more to-do, but just like right. health, healthier to-dos. Right. When we actually just need to be. And I mean, I know me and Carl, we're not exceptions, even though, you know, we teach it sometimes it's like, what am I doing? 
That's right. Yeah, there is a lot of satisfaction to ticking things off of a to-do list, and I fall into that too. And it is so much about also just once you create that habit, then it's like you don't have to think about it so much. It's like, okay, do the meditation and then do, do, do. Yes, yes. But to cultivate the habit, you know, it's it's not easy. No, it's not. And I even, um, even, even now... Um, you know, fast forward several years, you know, and I, I'll step back, but, um, and it's still, a, it's a priority for me. It's still like, okay, did I do my meditation today? You know, okay, make sure, make sure to get that, you know, fit that in. And um, so I'm still in that kind of mindset and I need to, you know, still evolve and it, it's, it's an evolution for everyone. Oh, yeah. You it's know, a journey. Not a... <laughs> it's not, it's not like, Oh, now I do it. And, and here I I've arrived, you know, it's a practice. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think, you know, um, if I go back to that first diagnosis, you know, I, I think that I was not happy, uh, or satisfied I'll say with, um, traditional doctors and what they were, their lack of knowledge in alternative space. Um, and so I felt like I really need to do that research on my own and kind of learn from that. Um, and I also felt like, uh, sharing it with people, you know, it definitely was difficult and I kind of figured out who my allies were in that, in the space and who weren't. Um, you know, I think that that was also a challenge for me in terms of um, people kind of just thinking, okay, that's crazy. Okay. So when do you start chemo or when, you know, Mm -hmm. and just everybody's kind of used to the traditional things, but um, I Mm -hmm. felt like people thought, you know, okay, that stuff's great, but that's not going to help you. Um, so, uh, but I did, uh, I did continue even, even, you know, a year out, two years out, I continued to really dig deeper to say, you know, what, what am I missing? Are there things that I'm missing? And I basically just didn't want to ever have regret to say, oh, I didn't take the time to, to try this or do this. Um, so, you know, I talked to a lot of alternative medicine doctors um, locally. And then I ended up going to one at Cleveland clinic, uh, which was a great experience. Um, and they run all sorts of tests and, and, you know, I felt like I was talking to somebody who could relate better to what I was feeling and Mm. what the gaps were for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, that was a good experience. Um, and then ironically, um, you know, it was, uh, you know, around Christmas time, right, of 2018, beginning of 19 or whatever, I would reached out to Karen. and I said, okay, I'm finally ready to <laughs> embrace meditation. That's great. <laughs> this is, yeah, like this was, this was, had been on my list of yeah. <laughs> something to do. And I was like, okay, the new year is here. Um, this was my, one of my resolutions was to understand meditation better and really get into it. And obviously I knew Kara was quite knowledgeable on this. So, um, I'd reached out to her to, to talk about it, um, and just better understand how I could integrate it more into my, my day-to-day life. Um, and so 
it, and I had already, and you had touched on this, but I forgot to mention it, but, um, during, during that first diagnosis, um, I did, I was reading a book about, um, it was, it's called something like, um, something about successful surgeries or something like that. And I, when I was undergoing, um, a bilateral mastectomy, you know, this is obviously a major surgery. And so I'm reading this book. And part of that was around meditation and just being in a good mental place. Um, and so I actually, uh, and just being very, you know, just your attitude, you know, positivity going in. And then it was showing all these studies about how people's, um, uh, recovery and ever and, and just surgeries were just way more successful for people who had practiced these things. Um, so I, um, so I started doing meditation before that surgery every day, um, for, for a while, like a half hour every day. And, you know, I was, I wasn't working at the time. So this was my priority of, you know, I want to make sure I'm in a good mental place before going into the surgery. And I will tell you that it really helped me and my mindset of going into that, uh, surgery of just in a calm, you know, lower stress, it's obviously already stressful, but lower stress, mm-hmm. um, place. Uh, and in fact, I even gave my surgeon, um, a, uh, a piece of paper that I had written out of, uh, that came from the book that was something, you know, and he recited it to me right as I was going under, but it was something about being calm and relaxed and, you know, this is going to be, it was just affirmations, you know, this is going to be a successful surgery. You're going to have minimal complication. You're going to, and, and, uh, and so he read that. I asked him to read that to me as I was going under. Um, and uh, you know, who's to say, right. Cause you don't have like the alternative. Yeah. You can't run a parallel <laughs> test. On you yourself, can't. You, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but all in all, I did not have any complications. Um, my recovery was, you know, in my mind, as good as it could have, you know, it was, um, as good as it could have been. Uh, and it didn't, I mean, most people are on like narcotics for, you know, a week or longer, you know, I, I may have taken one narcotic the first day I got home. And other than that, I, I was just taking Tylenol. Like I just, it was just a smooth surgery for what it could have been. Um, and so, you know, it, again, you don't know, but there's no it didn't hurt harm. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's no harm. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. Exactly. Um, so, so, okay. So then let me go back now to, <laughs> so I met with Kara <laughs> um, and I, uh, so I did start, you know, again, trying to figure out quote, how to fit it in <laughs> with everything else. Um, because at this time you're back at work and you, yep. you are um, in, in remission or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yes. Right. Although you were having some pain at that time, I remember. But, yes. Um, yes. Yes, exactly. I was having pain, uh, in my arm, um, which then made me nervous that mm-hmm. there was something there, um, which ended up n- being nothing. So that was obviously good news, but, um, I had that pain going on and just, and wanting to better figure out, uh, what, meditation 
look like, what I should be focused on, you know, kind of the basics. Mm-hmm. How, how do I do it? Um, what's good practice and all that kind of stuff. So um, I felt like, and then I actually, I started listening to your podcast <laughs> and got even more tips, which was Yay. helpful. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and, uh, and you had sent me a few, a couple meditations, um, that I then started listening to, which was, which was good. Um, so I think all in all, I would not say I was an experienced meditator, but I definitely was trying to integrate it into my life and I understood the value of it. Mm -hmm. Um, so all that was good. Um, so then, uh, you know, then things change again. So July, um, of 19, uh, I feel another lump and, um, again, I, I'm just, I guess to a fault, I'm like an optimistic person (laughs) and I immediately don't think it could be because, you know, for somebody and, and the, the, percentages are so low on people who have mastectomies, who have, you know, a new breast cancer, the, um, the, the, the percentages are so low. They almost don't even talk to you about that being a possibility. Um, it's like, okay, you can, you'll, you'll have the mastectomy and then, and then you'll be good. Um, and so it didn't really occur to me that it could be cancer again immediately. Um, I thought it was like scar tissue or something like, something like this. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, obviously not. And, and my initial, my actual first reaction was, I can't believe it after everything I've done (laughs) that we're in this situation again. No, you're a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) My daughter would love that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, they're very cool right now. So well, that's all right. I, they are very trendy. You do, yeah. you do radiate with a lot of energy. I wish the listeners could see you. Oh, thank you. But I think you can also hear in your voice. And I think it's it's remarkable. And I, I recently met with my cousin who is uh, uh battling brain tumor. And mm. you know, I, I I don't think we can relate, me and Cara, who mm. has not experienced it. But I, I just think it's remarkable because I hear the same thing in you as in her. Like, it kind of uh, gives you another perspective of life. Or- oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I actually, uh, you know, even after the first time, <clears throat> well, I, you know, it's, uh, you get a whole new perspective on life. I mean, you you don't take things for granted. You really, I mean, one of my big takeaways is, Um, you know, just do things that make you happy, you know, spend time with people who make you happy. Don't dwell on things that, that bring you down or, you know, and there's always going to be things that are stressful or make you sad and, or mad or, but, but you can't dwell on those things. Um, and you have to, um, just focus on, on, on happiness, you know, cause it's, um, it's hard to explain it to somebody who hasn't been through it, Mm -hmm. but, you know, spending time, you know, you just have a new appreciation, you know, spending time 
with your family or your, you know, with friends or, or just doing things you enjoy. It's like, you have a whole new appreciation for that. Um, that wasn't there before. It's interesting too, because I was just reading, um, recently about the difference between positive thoughts and negative thoughts from a quantum perspective. So there's actual, the density of those thoughts. So, um, like for example, light is like very expansive and it's like the most expansive um, like the, the least dense, um, matter, I suppose. And then sound kind of starts to compress that energy a little bit more. And the same is sort of with thoughts. So like positive thoughts are much more expansive and, um, open, and then they start to compress, like the more negative the thoughts get, the denser they get, but from, from like an energy perspective. So it's funny I mean, not funny, but it's just interesting because you're you're approaching it, you know, from like a, just an appreciation, like a newfound experience of yeah. like, OK, I can see my life from a different lens now and the and the preciousness of it and yeah. the the um, the vulnerability of it. And um, and so I want to spend it in the most efficient way that I can. I'm going to get the biggest bang for my buck from like an emotional perspective. But it's funny just to have just read that from like, well, actually also from an energetic perspective and keeping like you can see what, what Alessandra is, um, seeing and commenting about like with how you're radiating and it's like clearly, there is um, a match there with how you're integrating your life with this positivity and lightness that's then reflected in in what you're seeking out in your relationships and in your time and things like that. So it's really yeah. beautiful to see that synergy. Yeah, that's really nice. I also found it a little bit interesting talking to my cousin or I was reflecting on it and like we should all adapt that kind of yeah lens we should all look at life because you know we're all dying at some yes. point yeah. and we all have that disease <laughs> yeah it's, yeah we, we don't yeah. know like yeah i could die tomorrow in an accident i don't know yeah. and yeah. so why why do we walk around pretending like we're immortal yeah in this body well yeah i mean and you and you feel like that at, um when you're young you know in your 20s or whatever you feel mm-hmm like you're going to live forever. And, um, and then as you get older, I feel like, you know, okay, you know, you'll die at some point, but you feel like it'll be when you're 90 or, you know, mm-hmm. when you're old, um, uh, especially if you're living a healthy, what you think is a healthy lifestyle, you know, you feel like you can live for a long time. And you, I think you just assume that you just, which in some ways, you know, it's not a bad thing. You don't want to feel like you're, it's a balance, right? You don't want to feel like, oh, I'm going to die every, you know, have this fear, right? But it's a balance um, of being grateful um, without, without the fear uh, weighing you down, you know, and, uh, you know, I had a lot of reflections on, on working and, and, you know, Karen knows this too, but, you know, I, I definitely made a conscious choice to, um, uh, 
eliminate stress as much as I could from, from actual work, you know, mm-hmm. um, where, you know, choosing to take a job that to me was less stressful and had less travel and less time away from my kids and family mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and not feeling like I need to just continue to, um, go for that promotion or go for something, you know, that works, you, you're working in the evenings every night. And I know, and that's very, you know, in our culture as well of like how much we're working and, Mm -hmm. um, and now I have no, I, you know, I went into a job interview, um, two years ago now, and I was very upfront and I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't like to work at night. I don't work on the Mm -hmm. weekends. And I just, and I want to be upfront about it because, well, you want I don't it to want be there to match, be right? yes. So it's fair for them too. You know, it's like right. I if this is a good fit, then that's great. But exactly, if exactly. Not, I don't want to give the perception that I'm going to work all these hours. Yeah. Um, because that's not my priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't before, but now it's just amplified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, now it's just you know that is definitely not where I want to spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, uh, is, is working. Right. And, you know, working itself is not a bad thing. That's, you know, I, there's a lot of things I enjoy about working, but it's not, you know, but working at nine o'clock at night is not something I enjoy. Um, so that's, you know, where those type of things, um, I definitely more consciously, and I'm very open about it, um, Mm -hmm. as well. I don't want to, I think people are sometimes afraid to be open about that, um, especially obviously at work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, you had in July of last year, this was when you went in and you were, you were thinking that there was scar tissue or something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, um, yeah. So then I got the call again, you know, um, you know, saying that it was breast cancer. Um, and you know, you know, like I said, I immediately I'm thinking, I, I, it, it doesn't make sense to me. You it know, doesn't. this is like, there's no breast there. How did that <laughs> yeah, happen? Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. just the whole thing makes no sense to me. Yeah. Um, it's mm-hmm. very hard to rationalize. I couldn't rationalize it the first time, but the second time was even worse. You yeah. know, you just really can't rationalize. It. I know. Um, so, and you know, all those, um, you know, I, everybody's diagnosis is different, but for me, there were such long periods of time, you know, you get that initial diagnosis, but then there's just long periods of time before you know more. So, um, you know, has it spread? Um, yeah, I know. How serious is this? Is it aggressive? Is it, you know, has it been there for a long time? Is it, how big is it? You know, all the factors that play into, uh, your, um, your outcomes, you, you don't know anything at that point other than you have cancer. And so that time period, uh, for me was excruciating. I mean, as, as, as it would be for anyone. Um, and, you know, you don't want to think the worst, but it's hard to not think about worst case. Um, and, you know, and then I'm like, well, especially going through this the second time, it's like, well, clearly something is wrong. Um, so why is this happening again? So I really, um, you know, and then, so Karen and I, 
connected, you know, because I was, ex- you know, extremely stressed would be an understatement. Yeah. Um, I had, you know, I had a constant headache for, which I don't get headaches. And I had a constant headache from the day I was diagnosed. Um, I w- I think it was almost two months. It was like, it was just because I, I just couldn't release that stress without knowing more information. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't re- figure out how to release that stress. So then, you know, I know we talked about meditation and um, just trying to, and I remember this that you told me, you know, don't be stressed about being stressed. And I, yeah. that was actually yeah. so impactful to me. <laughs> Yes. Um, but I was, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so stressed. I'm not sleeping. And, and I have this headache and, uh, you know, and, and all I could think about, to my yes, all I could think about was how horrible this is for my body to be yeah, this stressed. <laughs> I know such a dichotomy um, <laughs> because yes, we, that exactly. knowledge about knowing how bad stress is for us then compounds ironically. Yes the exactly. impact on the body. So we have to like really try to, um, control our reaction to stress. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Yeah. Um, and so did and meditation. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so, um, I definitely started, um, doing more meditation, which I think it just, well, as you know, it just gives you you know, it's that recentering. I mean, even talking to Kara <laughs> puts me, I mean, it, she, it was just so um, positive and like gives off such positive energy. And it's hard to describe oh, to somebody else. You. Yeah, no, it's so like, I just, my whole body would feel relaxed and feel better after just talking to you. And uh, it was, um, yeah, it's hard to even put into words, but you just are giving off so much positive energy that oh, I'm just soaking so in. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so you could, I could definitely recognize what that was doing for me in, in a positive way. So I knew there were ways to get to a better place, um, mentally. Uh, and it, it just, um, yeah, it definitely became something that, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a check the box thing anymore. It was almost like, I need to do this. I mm-hmm. need to breathe. I need to, you know, calm myself, you know, every day because otherwise my head was just spinning all day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so So, you know, I definitely practiced, you know, with breathing and all that, just kind of, you know, centering myself. Um, But that time was very, it was extremely difficult. Um, And once I started getting into a mode of doing things and getting more answers, um, then I, like, I just felt the stress leaving my body, you know, just, so once they were like, here's the prognosis and then here's what you can do, then that started to just help because you've got like, okay, I know what I'm dealing with. There's a plan. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just having a plan. Yeah. And with your plan, um, you took that 
sort of other, you know, dual pathway approach as well. So you've done the traditional chemo and you're about to enter radiation and then, but you've also done all of this holistic stuff. So you've, I love how you've just been able to combine these two worlds. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of one of my other big takeaways is, you know, um, when you're in, in the healthcare system, you know, no matter how good your doctors are and whatever, but you, you need to be an advocate for yourself. And I know other people who've been through, um, health journeys for themselves or with a family member or whatever, it's such a difference between people who just are there to take information, um, versus, kind of pushing the envelope to say, is there, is there more or asking the right questions? And so one of the things that I was asking, um, at one of my initial appointments, I stopped asking about food because that was a lost cause. <laughs> yeah, I know because when we've got like, so I've been with you at some of your chemo treatments and we always yeah. laugh when the, when the snack trolley oh, comes I know. because these yes. sweet women, these volunteers come by and they bring the, the, the cookies food. And, the- and oh my gosh, it's all processed. It's all yes. sweet. It's salty. It's it, it. Can I get you a popsicle? Can I right. get you? Look, we've got chocolate chip cookies and they always, right. they're like, they know by now that you don't take yes. it. I mean, you're always right. very kind, but it's right. like, no, thank you. I had breakfast, you know, but it's like, and right. also I'm trying to heal. It's so a right. don't give me Fritos. Exactly. <laughs> Well, and I laugh, I laugh to, um, like after my surgeries, you know, and they want to give, they want to, you know, give you something and, you know, they're like, can we give you some, you know, crackers or like canned soup or what? And I'm just like, okay, this is such trash. Yeah, <laughs> this, is just, yeah. this is not like I'm trying to heal nutrition. Yeah. Something that's gonna like my body doesn't need to fight. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. It's so funny. Um, it's funny, not funny, right? Right. Yes. <laughs> um, it's interesting. But, uh, yes, exactly. Um, but I asked about, I think I, I initially asked about acupuncture. Um, and so, um, and the reason I initially asked about acupuncture specifically was, um, I, I knew this time they were, I was going to have to go into menopause and I, it, you know, just all the um, side effects of that, you know, hot flat, especially at my age that I had read that acupuncture specifically could help with that. So I, that was initially my, my question is there, is there somebody who could do acupuncture um, or who's available in it at the hospital or anywhere else that you would recommend for this type of situation? And, um, and I was given the name of a doctor who uh, is at my hospital who, and his, um, title was integrative medicine. And I thought, oh gosh, this is going to be interesting. This is like somebody who I can really have a good conversation with, um, about all the, um, other things I can be doing. And, you know, it was, uh, you know, it was amazing. The first appointment that I had, um, well, first of all, of course, (laughs) it's all out of pocket, which, you know, yeah. <laughs> makes me laugh. Right. Cause, it, but anyway, so, but he, the first appointment that we have, um, I knew he would be supportive of 
the traditional Western things that Abe was doing as well, because he's at the cancer center um, at the hospital. And, and that's a contrast between um, when I went to the Cleveland Clinic integrative medicine department, it was very much of a us versus them kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it felt like it wasn't an integrated, integrative uh, <laughs> experience. Um, and that they both didn't really support each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, yeah, we've got this department and we have this department um, and you kind of have to pick sides. And obviously I didn't, I didn't like that feeling. Like there was judgment. I felt that I had chosen to do radiation or I chosen to do these other traditional things um, that was like, okay, well, do you know what the harm that you're causing your body? I'm like, well, yes, but I also know that there's data that supports that this is, this can help me as well. So, and anyway, this experience was extremely better from, he, he accepted and was supportive of the traditional things I was doing, but also said, you know, there's ways that we can help manage your side effects through chemo. There's ways that, um, we can, uh, just even get you into a healthier place, um, in general, you know, and how you're fighting cancer. Um, and so I, so one of the things that he's known for, um, as I've talked to other, uh, some of his patients is he says, be like water is his, is his slogan. And so, and he explains to me that, um, you know, he, you fill out this form and it says, you know, what are your, the stressors in your life? You know, what causes you stress? How do you deal with them? And things like that which was it, definitely not on a traditional doctor's right, checklist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he says to me, um, okay, you, I need you to be like water. And what that means is that if you think about water flowing and it comes to an obstacle, it finds another way and it just keeps flowing. It will continue to flow, but it will flow um, in its own path. And it will, it will find a way to get through obstacles. And what what, I mean, and it was to have somebody like that. (laughs) I mean, it just made so much sense, the analogy. Mm. Um, And, you know, he just said, you know, we all have stress in our lives, um, but it's how we, we come to an obstacle or how we deal with challenges we just need to, you know, go with the flow, mm-hmm. um, and that accept these things and kind of, uh, and move on and, and don't let, don't think that there's going to be challenges in your life that aren't o- able to be overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so you can imagine I'm sitting in a doctor's office and he's taking the time to, you know, explain all this to me about how to relax, how to be in the moment. You know, he talked to me about, um, how when he initially started practicing medicine that he would go into each patient's room and think about the, all the other patients that are waiting for him, you know, and he would feel stressed thinking of his entire list of to do's for that day. Um, and said, I'm going to, I'm going to change my mentality. And every time I'm in a patient's room, you are the only person that matters. It's not the person that's third on the waiting list. It's not, you know, it's, I am completely focused on what I, you know, want to work on with you and take as much time as I need to in order to feel good about 
you know, our, our interaction or, or what we're doing today. And so, and you can tell the difference. I mean, it's like night and day between yeah. a traditional doctor that, you know, will come in, he's got his question, he or she's got his questions and, you know, okay, let's go through the list. Let's check this. Da, da, da. I mean, he is so, um, I've had so many appointments now, but I know so much about his family and Aww. he's talking, you know, he asked, you know, he's like, you know, what are you, you know, he's just, he has such a calm presence about mm. him. Um, he's just such an amazing person and so grateful that I was able to have him um, available to me to, during my treatment. So uh, he, and I, um, I wasn't able to get in, he had some family emergencies and I wasn't able to get in to see him immediately after my first chemo, but I was able to get in right after my second one. And my first one was horrible. I mean, it was way worse than I expected. Um, I was feeling just absolutely horrible. And I go in for my second one. I barely, you know, it's like, okay, how am I going to do this again? Um, I go in for my second one. I go to see him and immediately my side effects start getting better. So it was, you know, he's doing acupuncture, he's doing cupping, um, on me. He's also doing, you know, mild, uh, chiropractic, Uh, adjustments. Um, He's done things, all sorts of things that are just like, you know, he'll get on my back and just kind of like, almost like an adjustment, but not really like, it's like a massage kind Mm. of adjustment. He always asks me, he says, okay, when was your last massage? When are you getting for massage? Um, Mm. He's asked me about meditation, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's just, um, it's such a, like, I actually, I look forward to going because I always feel better. That's wonderful. Uh, after it, I see him. He also recommended some like mushroom tea. I think yep. you were doing in the beginning. Yep. Yep. Um, I'm, he's has me. So supplements has been another area. You know, I used to be a believer of like, well, you know, why do we need supplements? Our body should, you know, have enough of what we need if we're eating a healthy diet. And now I'm completely on the other end of the spectrum. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, he gave me some mushrooms. He gave me other tidbits like, um, so he told me to fill a glass jar of water every day and put it out in the sun and let the sunlight absorb the water. And it actually transforms the water. And then I drink that water the next day. So wow. Yeah. And actually I've been researching it and it's, <laughs> there's actually a lot of evidence around it. That's amazing. Um, so that was another one of his suggestions. Um, That's actually an ancient yogic uh, tool as well. Or is it? Yeah. Yeah. I've Interesting. I've seen oh. it with, with crystals. They, they have like oh. some bottles that are like glass bottles that have crystals maybe in the bottom or like around it. And then you put the water in there and then that the crystals um, affect the molecular or I don't know if I should say molecular, but the structure of the water. So similar thing. And I've seen people with like um, like indigo glass bottles that they're putting the water in. Apparently that has some effect on it, too. But I love this guy. I know. I mean, the sun is very healing and not um, Mm -hmm. too much exposure, but. I forget that also now it's like, oh, you get skin cancer if you're out. Well, but we do need the sun as well. Yes, yes. I mean, vitamin D for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it kind of, uh, 
this time, um, so it's interesting, you know, my first diagnosis, I was very fixated on, um, I'll say traditional things like, like I said, like food and exercise and that kind of things. And this time has been much more, um, you know, understanding uh, how these other things can really help heal you. And, and so one of that, so the water has been one aspect of that for me, the sun, we we just call it the sun water. My kids call it healthy water. Um, (laughs) They're like, they're like, do we have any more healthy water? (laughs) Um, and, uh, so the water, but uh, the other thing that I've been doing is called grounding. Oh, yes. Um, yes. So that was, that's been another, uh, so my, uh, my cousin introduced me or, or, um, uh, she sent me information about grounding, which is another way that the, the earth or, you know, your natural resources can help heal you. But the concept is basically, um, just having your body connected to the earth. So like your feet or whatever on the ground that the energy from the earth, uh, actually reduces inflammation in your body, uh, and can, can help you heal. And, uh, is obviously good for everyone because inflammation is bad for everyone, but, uh, it's fascinating. Uh, the research that's been done on this topic as well, that I was not, you know, had never heard of before. Yeah. Um, uh, but I have a, um, you can buy them, but grounding mats. So mm-hmm. especially in the winter when you can't be out, you know, you're not really outside as much in your bare feet, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> is that there's, there's a mat grounding mat that you can put on your bed that you sleep on that then stimulates, um, that grounding effect, uh, while you're sleeping and while as, which is even better for you because you're in that healing mode when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's even more, more interesting. So, yeah, so this journey has been different and, but much, um, in a, in a, such a positive way, mm-hmm. uh, and, and not as focused on all those little day-to-day things, but more focused holistically on your health of your, um, of your whole body, you know, yeah. which has been fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. You've had, yeah, you've had such, such a journey. And, uh, and it's wonderful. I mean, nobody would wish for yeah. a prognosis, sure. but it's, it's sure. beautiful to see what you've been able to make out of it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and um, what would you recommend just as like, if, if somebody is kind of at the beginning of a difficult journey like this, it wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. even need to be cancer, but um you know, I know that for you, like you said, like you were turning toward traditional medicine and not getting the answers you wanted. Do you have any yeah. kind of takeaways that could help somebody who's going through something like what you've been through? Yeah. Well, I think, um, I think the main thing I would say, you know, um, is just really do some self-reflection, you know, some, and that could be through, you know, meditation, or, or it doesn't have to be meditation. It could be through journaling or whatever is right for you. But, but just, you know, really evaluate all those aspects in your life, uh, whether that's, um, you know, your, your mental state or your physical state, or, you know, um, are there, are there negative things in your life that you can evaluate and, and eliminate? Are there ways to bring more positive energy into your life? Um, and that positivity can come through all sorts of things like, 
food and exercise and all those other things. But, um, it's just, you know, and, and don't try to take on everything at once. And I think that's been a challenge for me as well, is that you want to do everything at once. Um, and you know, that's, that's stressful for my husband too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you want to change everything all but all at once. And it's like, okay, let's, let's just try to tackle you know, one thing at a time, like this month or this, whatever, we're going to focus on how we can improve on X or whatever. Um, but I think that's, that's kind of the main thing. I mean, I think that, you know, like I said, being an advocate for yourself and really mm-hmm. asking the right questions, you know, uh, you know, we've talked about this, such a gift that I have been able to get connected to this, um, integrative doctor. And I would never have been connected if I didn't ask. Mm. Um, and so nobody, and, and the reason is because he's one doctor for so many patients, you know, there's so many cancer patients and not even just cancer. He treats, um, other patients as well, but I would have never been connected if I didn't ask, um, or, you know, uh, done my own research to better understand these things. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, really be an advocate, be an advocate. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, all, all of those things, but you know, don't, don't get overwhelmed, you know, just one thing at a time. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's really beautiful. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Kristen. This um, I just love talking yeah, to you, and oh, um, well, thank you. And it's it's a joy that you've been able to share this experience. So thank you, and You're all welcome. the best. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. I know. Yeah, I thanks uh, for sharing with us. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. I appreciate you having me on, and um, and you know, I just uh, I really appreciate um, you know having having you in my life and having you as part of my journey because it's been amazing thank you it's it's an honor for me well thank thank you (laughs) and all the best for the radiation let me know how i can help you with that i appreciate it thank you so much (laughs) well thank you and thank you everybody for joining us and we look forward to the next meditation conversation